Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. You can send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find the WIBR Warren Radio on Sayscape, USA.life, MeWe, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Linktree, and Pure Social. You can listen to our shows on warren-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. You can also find the Warren Radio on the following streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Anchor, and Podchaser. Don't miss out on the Christian in Time Prophecy Interviews on Classic Warren Radio. Our classic interviews from the past by our, are with L.A. Marzuli, Dr. Patrick Heron, Dr. Mike Heiser, and Benjamin Baruch. And check out the article from Dana. Road of life intersects with death. It is hard to find peace if all you see in the world is chaos and trouble. There is a clue. Find out what this means. Also, America's endangered state of the Union. America and the nations may be in danger, but we have overcome through Christ Jesus. And last but not least, Perilous Living, Best and Worst of Times. Perilous Living, Chaos in the World? Really, or is it just that people can't get along? There is hope and the power to overcome. And you can read those articles and listen to the interviews from the past by going to warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Welcome to another Friday edition of Sound the Shofar. We're in Romans. Spirit of Adoption. We've been in Romans 8.
You know, the bottom line of it is, is in the world today with all the chaos, there's only one hope. If you're a believer, the spirit of adoption, the grace, faith, redemption, the hope of heaven. Actually, you know, when you say that, you think of a cloud and somebody sitting on it with some wings and a harp. Spending all of eternity on a cloud with a harp. That's not the way it's going to be. That's the way it's been made out to be. But nothing could be further from the truth. Heaven is a real place. The supernatural is real. And today we have principalities and powers that threaten our country. And they threaten the principalities that threaten nations all around us. So we were in Romans 8. Verse 1 of that is, there is therefore now. I like that phrase. There is <clears throat> therefore now. Therefore is what Paul is talking about. is referring to everything that he was talking about before. No condemnation. And when you get back to that... He's been talking about redemption, about that relationship. No condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now we're in flesh, but we've got the Spirit of God within us if we believe. And so as a result, we have this opportunity through Christ to win. And I think that is uh, get through life with as many as we can bring through us. Now Paul now in verse 11, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. It's not the church. It's not a lot of things. It's the fact that the Spirit of God must be inside you that you have been born again through the Spirit, John 3. That we have received him, John 1. And we did some confession of sins, Romans 3 through. You can go 
3 through 7, 3 through 8. It's all very good reading along that line. 1 John 1, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Now you see, that is important. Because just being named a Christian, if you're not in Christ, as he said, without me you can do nothing. And when you have him, when you're found in him, when you're walking in the light with him, you have his spirit. And the spirit of God, which raised Christ from the dead, will raise up our mortal bodies from the dead. And if we're not dead... <laughs> We're alive, right? Oh, yeah, wow. Well, I know there are some in D.C. that don't even understand that concept. But at any rate, we won't get into that. You see, the thing of it is, is that if you're not dead, well, let's put it this way. If you were dead and a believer when the time comes, the Spirit of God will raise you up from the dead like you did Christ. Remember, Christ, his body laid in the tomb for three days and three nights, but his spirit wasn't there because he's the Messiah, the Son of God. He had all the power of the Godhead bodily in him. So he went down and took the keys of death and hell from the devil. Yeah, I think of the devil as being down, not up. You know, he's in some slovenly pit somewhere declaring himself God. But one day, this God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, will take that. Well, he'll remove him and all of his buddies. But he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Now this is important for you. Because the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. The spirit is strong. But see, many times we allow the desires of the flesh, the lusts of the flesh, and the desires of the mind, which we battle as Christians, but we can overcome these battles. We can win these. We can live in a righteous manner before God. And we can be pleasing to him. This nonsense of believing that you cannot is just that, nonsense. You can be in that relationship with God. And so Paul says, because of that hope, Christ in you, the old sayings, you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory, yeah. That's because glory is in you. That's a taste of heaven. That glory within you. Therefore, brethren, verse 12, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify, that's put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Oh, this is so important. We are debtors. Now, see, Paul is like that. You know, he was, 
a Jew of the Jews, a keeper of the law of all the keepers of the law. I mean, he kept the law blameless, and he persecuted the church relentlessly until the Lord knocked him off his high horse, and he was blinded for a while, couldn't see. You know, I mean, and being blind, Paul being blind for a short while, and then God using another, you know, a believer to lay hands on him, that's so important. You see, blind blindness to Paul. Paul thought he had then saw or saw. Um, he thought he knew it all. You know, I mean, he he was very adept at what he did. Well, he found out. He who could see could not see any more. And because he could not see, he was able to see what God was telling him. That's why once he got born again, he really got a taste of it. And indeed he was an apostle. And so he would say this. We are debtors, you know. He would tell you that. We are debtors. And he did here. Not to the flesh, Anybody can live after the flesh. We're to live after the spirit. We're to do the things that please God. Now, you know, what's been happening in the world and what's been happening in America, there's a lot of Americans that are totally blinded. But there, there's judgment and there's things happening in this world that's going to make your flesh upset, bothered. And as a Christian, you're going to get those feelings. And we all know those feelings. You become fearful. You're concerned about your kids if you have kids or your grandkids or maybe great-grandkids. You're concerned for your immediate family. You're concerned about your job. You're concerned. I mean, just the concerns are endless. Now, while we're in the body and we have to live in this body, this is our mortal body. This is the temple of God for us because we are the temples of God through his spirit that dwells in us. And while we're living in this body, we don't live after the deeds of the flesh and the desires of the mind. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, your flesh, you're in here. You're going to be subjected. There's going to be enemies. There's going to be friends. You have to work. You're going to get tired. You're going to sweat. You need a bath. You stink sometimes. Yeah, you're not very nice to be around. You know, you need all those things because your body's corrupt. The minute you're born, man, that's it. You start going downhill. <laughs> Of course, you don't realize it. You don't realize it until you get, well, about my age. But I've never been one to worry about age. I never worried about looking back. When a new year came around, I was always glad for a new year because I put all the things behind me the following year. And once I became a Christian that really made a lot of sense because see last year's gone hint so are the things you did that weren't right 
<laughs> you know, and that's why you can come to Christ and get forgiveness and he can heal you. See, there, there is power. This just isn't words. There's power because there is real principalities and powers. There's a real devil. There's a real lust of the flesh. There's a real battle within the body. But the spirit of God that dwells in you is real also and powerful than them all. So through the Spirit, the power of the Spirit, you mortify, you put to death these things, and you're going to live. And it says, for as many are led by the Spirit of God. When was the last time you acknowledged the Lord, asked for his leading? You know, there's a little scripture that says, when you're walking... There's a voice behind you that says, this is the way, walk ye in it. And there, there's truth. I mean, that is scripture. But, you know, there is that presence there that when you're serving Christ, you will know things that's been told you. And if you're a Christian and been a Christian for a long time, now, Tower and I started out back in the early 70s. have to clear my throat. <laughs> That's more for emphasis than anything. But I was raised in a Methodist church. I've been in, I was in church for a wee lad. I know who Jesus was, you know. Easter was the time when we got Easter baskets and eggs. <laughs> I didn't think it was wrong when I went out and did Halloween. I thought Halloween was the time you went out and got free candy. I didn't think it was a, a feast where people actually died in sacrifices, which they do on Halloween. Halloween is not a good holiday. Easter, that's what the Gentiles you know, celebrate to honor the Lord. That's fine. But Passover makes much more sense as far as prophetically because he fulfilled Passover. It's more connection to it. That's what the apostles did. But see, because of a lot of issues, the Gentiles created their own celebrations, which is fine. The Jews have other celebrations that even Messianics don't celebrate. But the bottom line of it is, you're all in this body, okay? You're, you're all in your body. You're living in nations of men, and you have to make choices. Now, see, there's a lot of choices that people make wrong. And we've got a war going on in Africa, fomented by Boko Haram and the Fulani. Nobody says anything about it. The thing that these dipwit news pick up on, and they always will, because basically the news is what it is it's political it's biased it, they're lies most of them now you see you got christians and entire christian villages over in nigeria and throughout africa that are being attacked and killed and murdered nobody stops them nobody seems to care now we care we report on it we cover it we follow it but we're not the only ones
there's a lot of them that do. There's a lot of people involved in this. If you ever run into Franklin Graham, ask him about the persecuted church around the world. He'll tell you. I mean, that is what we're at. But see, you and I, see, see the battle, especially if you're in America, the battle is coming home. And the reason it is, is because America has fallen away from its Christian foundations. And here we are. So more than ever, you're going to need to be led by the Spirit of God. Now, if you're a son of God, now, when we say sons of God, we classify that as everybody. This isn't a gender-specific response. This is what you are, a child of God, in other words, a child. You have been adopted And see here, and I was talking about this last night too on our Isaiah show. Oh, by the way, speaking of Isaiah, our study, I have been in Isaiah now and I've done 87 hours of online teaching out of Isaiah. And that's not even the time that it takes to study it, to put it up and produce it and then do the, uh, you know, put it on the websites where you can find it. It's one of the most extensive exegesis studies that, that I've ever done. The entire book of Isaiah. And we got through three verses last night. I'm only doing an hour, but uh, at this rate, it'll take me infinity to get through it. So I've got to hurry up. But there's just so much stuff, especially yesterday, last night we were talking about the day of the Lord. Now, see, we're talking in Romans now, and Paul's doing the practice. In Isaiah, he's prophesying and looking ahead. You and I are living in the time that Isaiah's prophesying about. And he did prophesy, and it did concern Assyria and Babylon and Judah and others at the time. But there's a lot of that stuff that pertains to you and me, buddy. You and me. Okay, if you're a family man, if you're a father, if you're a mother, if you know, if you're a sister or brother, you're going to want to draw close to the Lord. Because I can tell you that your politicians are not going to save you. Your country is not going to save you. You run into that church building when the enemy comes, they'll go in after you, find you, shoot you and kill you. Now, how do I know that? I know that going clear back to the time of the Romans when the early Christians did that living in Rome. Now, the first time they tried it, it worked. And so everybody started doing it. So the enemy just went in there. And that's where they killed everybody. It was so bad that one of the great saints had to write an article called The City of God explaining why they weren't safe in there, why they died. Why did God do this to us? But if they would have taught Romans 12:11, they would have known it. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, 
testimony, and we love not our lives unto the death. What does that mean? That means that you may die, okay? So when we're talking about being led by the Spirit of God, you may not necessarily be led into a place that you want to be. But the important part here is where it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. A spirit of adoption, a spirit of bondage. Now just which one would you want? Now the spirit of adoption is not the adoption as we see it if you adopt somebody. And yet again, it is like that because your father has adopted you because you have come to him. Number one, by faith. And you were able to access him. Access him through that faith because of grace. Now see, God's grace flows out of his mercy. That mercy flowed out of his love. For God so loved the world, he had mercy, he does have mercy, so he gave mercy and decided he would use this vehicle of grace, which Abraham used. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake, so too with you. When you access this, now this mercy, which gave out grace, Okay, mercy flows out of the love. Grace flows out of the mercy. And you believe. You accept God. You believe it. And you say, yes, Lord, I believe that. I believe Christ died on the cross for my sins. I believe it. Forgive me for confession. For with the mouth... Confession is made unto salvation. We confess. And not just confess our sins, but we confess our testimony. That's, that's part of what Revelation 12:11 is. But see, just as God accepted Abraham, who was in faith... We are like unto Father Abraham. That's why when you get in a lot of the churches, like the Methodist church, there was always songs about Father Abraham. But you see, there is that spirit of adoption, the spirit of adoption whereby the spirit of God lives in you. It mortifies, it puts to death the deeds of the body. So you don't live according to the flesh. You live according to the spirit. You walk in the light as he is in the light. Read 1 John uh, chapter 1. But I would recommend read the entire book and read it several times. And so today we can cry, Abba, Father. We can, you know, some people, you know, Look at that as meaning daddy. Now see, 
I don't like that at all. He's not daddy. Nowhere does Christ in scripture call him daddy. But he is the loving father. We don't want to be spoiled children. We give our God and our Father due respect and worship and praise. And we equally give it to the Son. But the Son didn't come to overthrow the Father. Neither did the Father send the Son just to die for nothing. It was a plan began at the foundation of the world. And so Paul is bringing you up. If, if you follow this all the way back to Romans 1, <laughs> in Romans 1, you have a litany of paganism and civilizations and humans all living on a planet. And there's God. He's up there somewhere. So they carve out images of beasts and they take them from the trees. They carve it out. They find a, a lot of this cheap rock that looks like uh, what we call gold. And they pound it out, pound it around these things. And they have a way to uh, smooth it out. Anything can be smoothed out with a little bit of heat and the right pressure. So they make their own gods, kind of like the golden calf that the Israelites did when Moses got lost up on the mountain talking to God. Well, you know, that can happen. You get in the presence of God and you begin to have fellowship with him. You can get a lot, you know, what happened to him? Where did they go? Why are they taking so long? I mean, after all, they're just in there praying who are they with. Well, duh, they're with the Lord. So there is this relationship, and you live in an unbelieving society. You live in an unbelieving world. It's a nimnity with God. It has technology. It's got computers. It's got satellites. It's got rockets to go to the moon and to the Mars and everything else. They're the greatest on Earth. They're going to make robots. Oh, boy, we are so smart on the Earth. What do we need God for? We don't need his spirit. We don't need his book. It's just a bunch of fairy tales. I'm going to go live my life to hell with God, and that's the way. Way this country lives that is exactly the way this world lives and there are people today now who follow religion very religious faith we're coming out of Afghanistan because the Afghanis we have been able to eat well hint here if you go all the way back guess what nobody's defeated them why because of their faith and and who they are their tribes people Britain moved out Russia moved out now America's going to leave and, of course, a lot of them are upset. But when they started going into all that and put out all this baloney, and Cheney was right along there with the rest of them, Powell and the others who were saying this nonsense, well, we're going to go in there and, you know, well, whatever. It ain't going to work. And when you leave, the Taliban will still be in charge. Well, that's the way it's going. Dear God in heaven, help us. But you see, that's the flesh. That's the way we do things. God does not do things that way. And he will redeem even your enemy. And we see that a lot. The people that are trying to shoot you, kill you, murder you, hate you, God can redeem. Now, of course, there are those that go too far. And I know of someone. He's locked up in prison. He killed a young woman. And uh, he killed someone else before that. And uh, this is a guy that I'm sure that he killed and murdered people that nobody even knows about. 
And I know this guy's family. And he's getting older. He should have died a long time ago for what he did. Because that guy did something terrible. Absolutely. His place, I used to drive, when I go to a certain town, it was out in the middle of nowhere. I used to pass by it all the time. Even after he did the deed, we would pass by. We didn't know that he had buried her car and with, uh, I'm not sure if she was in the car or not, but, uh, you know, this guy needs to die. Murderers need to die, not be released. If, they're, if they've done virulent murder, we shouldn't be patting them on the back. Now, see, God forgives. But there's some people, they can't reach repentance. Scripture tells us that. And so you've got to understand that once you receive this spirit of adoption, once you are in the family of God and born again, there's no turning back. You turn back and God is not happy with you. You turn away. And you can be forever cut off. Now you can come back. God will forgive you. But there is a time. There is a point where you reach. Where you've lost it. And the state of that man is worse than the first. It had been better off for him never to have known God than to have known him and turned away from him. God help, I'll tell you. Now you see, I had a 12-year running feud with the Father. I did. Went to Bible school, was in the church, you know, when I was young, I was raised in it. Went to MYF camp. God saved me gloriously out in the middle of the desert. And I was literally in the desert when he did it. There was nobody around except the cars going by. But you see, that's the way God works. And he also blessed me when I was in church. We had a home church. But it's not the same thing. They changed the name to a new modern name. And uh, I, I don't know. Just not my kind of thing. But see, we, we do what we do with the ministry. And that's what we do for the Lord. But you see, the thing of it is, is that the church like I went to, you don't find those many. There are not many of those around. But they are around. And there's also pastors who are good shepherds. And congregations who are trying to serve the Lord. And when I bring things out, I bring things out to tell you. You know, it's okay to go to a church. It's okay to do these things. But the church itself is just the building. The reason 
you can have church in a building and God bless you is because those who are gathered there have the spirit of the living God in them. And where two or more of those kind of believers come, he is in the midst with us. And so we give power and glory to denominations and to church leaders and all this other stuff and and even the Catholic Church. And we have gotten to the point where it is the church. No matter what the church says, no matter what the leaders say, no matter what the Pope says, that's God's gospel. No, that's not. I reject that. And I've got scripture to prove it. The Roman church is just like the Romans. Now, there's a lot of good people in there. I've known good Catholics. I've also got thrown out of the house of a relative who was a Catholic. Banned me forever from ever seeing him or coming into his home again. And all I did was mention the name of Jesus Christ. That worked real well. But years later, we had been living out of town, going to school, doing a lot of stuff, came back. He invited me over, forgot all about it. I didn't think nothing of it. He's <laughs> just the way it was, you know. And I ran into another one here, I don't know, a few years back. You know, we're humans. We we make these kind of mistakes, folks. We need to be forgiving to one another. We need to try to bring others to the Lord. And we need to understand that not everybody is just going to say, oh, yeah, I'll drop everything now and go be a Christian. That's not the way it works. You can't just, as we did many, many years ago, put up with, you know, the crusade to call everybody on the phone, lead them through the four spiritual laws, and if they said, yes, I believe they're a Christian, boom. They followed the scripture. And some of them really got saved. But I've led people to the Lord even in prison. And that didn't work out too well. And a lot of them do that so they can get out early. You see, living after the flesh has problems. But being a Christian in the flesh, as Paul points out, there's a battle that goes on, and, and he's, he's, he's already dealt with that. But the thing I like in all this is the next verse. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, that happens to me all the time. The Spirit of God. Now, you need to pay pay attention to this. See, the Spirit of God is in the sons of God. Remember what it says in John 1. He went to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to those who believe on his name. There's a lot to that. You need to read all the rest of that, but that's the gist of it.
And so once you begin that relationship, you know, and Paul took this, Paul took this very seriously. Debtors to the, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. But through the Spirit, serve God, put to death the deeds of the body, being led of the Spirit, then the Spirit will bear witness with our spirit. God will touch you. He will speak to you. He will direct you. Now you see, Lord and I came to our solution because one thing God will do is he will let you go and you run into yourself. <laughs> why am I in such a mess? Why, why is all this stuff going on? <laughs> Look in the mirror, buddy. I remember talking to uh, a deacon, presbyter rather, and I and I knew him. And uh, I told him a little bit about it. And his attitude was, it served you right, you know, don't be so stupid, you know, there was the superiority. He was up on a level, and, and I was down here in the gutter, and I'm there because I deserve it. And I rejected that. I had a, had a legitimate argument. But there's one thing that you can't let arguments do, and that's turn you away from the Lord. And I never stopped believing. We still believed. There were just certain things I wasn't going to do. And so, late one night, this is many years after it. It was about 12 years. And along that timetable, I was up, and this was in the early days of computers. I was on the computer. I was online. And, of course, y you had no video. You had no audio. You had didn't have websites. Um, you had chat boards until AOL came along and changed all that. They were part of the new breed of all those who were doing it. I don't know what AOL does today or if they even exist, but back then it was call-in rotary dial, and uh, it was like 1,200 kilobytes. I mean, that's not much. That wouldn't even make a spot today. I mean, we're doing a lot of things today. And that's when the Lord called me into this ministry, specifically. To do this that's why I know how to do my own websites my own graphics I do everything why because we're on a budget 
And there's a lot of other reasons which I'm not going to go into. But the thing of it is, is that even though I'm doing this, the answer is not the Internet and all the rest of it. We use this, and I've got friends literally around the world that I'm in contact with all the time. And they read, read the books, they listen to the shows, they come by the websites. But the Internet and social media has done more to harm generations of kids than anything else on this planet. This is an evil system. And when it went to digital, I started warning people, you do not want digital. I knew all this. And now we have all your buying and selling practically going to be on this. All your banks are connected this way. And it's fast, it's convenient, they like it. But the problem of it is, the mark of the beast will be initiated instantly through this system when they're ready. And everything you have will be lost. Every access you have will be gone. Every bit of money you had in your bank won't be yours unless you do what they say. You have got to learn to live in the Lord, expect miracles, and I mean Old Testament miracles, the same kind of miracles that God did with Israel while he was leading them out of Egypt. Pure, clear, absolute, supernatural, into the natural world, miracle provision. And you're not going to get it if you are not led by the Spirit. You put the deed, put to death the deeds of the body and walk in Him. You are not going to get it. We are coming to a time, and even now, it, it's a terrible time in this country compared to what it was. And we have people that think they're moral through the skin code of color. And they are no more justified than the devil who can't be justified. They're misled, they're blinded, and you can't talk to them. They're proud, they're stubborn, and you have generations of them because they were raised in an amoral system with an amoral, for a lot of them, internet as a connection. And they've been corrupted. Corruption will put on corruption and it shall be destroyed. But immortality is what many of us will put on after this body, corrupted as it is, dies and lays in the dust of the earth to be gathered together with the soil and become nourishment for the plants and animals. We have a better glory. We have more hope. And we know what's coming. 
Don't be surprised what's happening in America and don't be surprised what's coming. But for us, the Spirit bears witness with us, with our spirit, that we are the children of God. And Paul goes on to say, and if children, then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ... If so be it that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. He says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's what we wait for, the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. All those who have received all those who have followed. But note what he says, the sufferings of this present time. We are heirs today, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if we suffer with him so that we may be glorified. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time You see, the word we don't want to hear is suffer and sufferings. Make no mistake. Today, even for Americans today, there is trouble. And many people can't even see the trouble. But for you, you have hope if you have Christ. And I think that's where we need to be tonight or today. We need to push closer to Christ. to be found in him, to be assured that no matter how bad things may get, that in the end, you and I will make it. I think that is very, very important in all of this. And especially for the brethren overseas. See, because you have hope now. You are a child of God. It's not just a song. It's not just that you go to church and you have other people that recognize you. You know, you can go to church and have everybody congratulate you and tell you how great you are. But if you don't really know the Lord, if you're not really born again of his spirit, if you don't really walk in his light, and if you have doing things at home and, uh, you know, in your life that are an abomination, your hope 
your hope is vain. You're blinded. You need to wake up today and understand the truth. And set your goal for you and your family to draw close to Christ and stay there. Now see, most people, and we've had, you know, I mean, it's not just Donald Trump. You go all the way back to Obama. And you get into the Bush Bush's administration and Clinton. You know, we, we've seen a plethora of garbage going on for many years. The bottom line of it is, is that never before in the history have we had someone like Biden who just doesn't know what to do about the border, does not take decisive action, he appoints Kamala Harris, who has no expertise in these matters, just because she is in the House doesn't give her any knowledge on anything. She's got advisors. But many of the advisors up there are left-wing socialists and communists. How do you think that's going to bode for your democracy? Or if you believe in a constitutional republic. These people are avowed enemies of your constitutional republic. It is not going to work out. And I've seen and reported on this stuff around the world that's going on. And make sure to know that you have brethren in Christ that don't have peace from the world they have to get it from the Lord and they have been in fear and they have had sorrow and bloodshed and death the next time you start whimpering and crying about your life consider the persecuted Christians around the world I mean you've got clean water for crying out loud most of you living in America Now, the people that are crowding our border and they're coming by bucket loads, there's no way we can take care of them. Now, the first thing the Democrats are going to do is throw money at it like he did when he just put them up in a motel. How stupid is that? Do you think these people came up here to live in a motel? (laughs) Most of them, and there's a lot of them, And, I mean, you've got enemies coming across. The Sheriff's Association came out and was saying all the different groups that they're catching across. Every level of criminal, every kind of gang, foreign gang, terrorist. Yeah. We've been in wars around the world. Where do you think that the enemy is going to strike you? They're going to be in America. So... Four years of Biden is going to get you the rest of America facing terrorism like you've never seen before in this country. But some of the worst terrorists we have right now are some of our own. And many of them who are crying against the white race are white themselves. It's not the sin in the skin that's the problem the sin is that which is within you me 
and the rest of the world. But if we know Christ, that sin seed has been pulled out through Christ and his spirit. We're above that. And we have to live there. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. On danaglinsmith.com, it has been changed to the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research. I did that on purpose because the WIBR was actually our first ministry we started with which uh, actually an outcrop out of an early wings ministries we had. All of them are acronyms. Wings ministries was walking in the newness of God's spirit. The WIBR is the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research. Warren Radio is the Watchman Alert Radio Network. So go on over to the WIBR, DanaGlennSmith.com. And we've got a lot of resources there, but I have up at the top of that a feature on our featured page and our featured book, Steal the Darkness, which I wrote some time ago. And it'll follow because I wrote it before all these things happened. It's something you need to know. It's very prophetic, but it's a Christian mystery thriller. The other one is coming out called The Rising. And that's going to be, takes it even another step. And that's not out yet, but go on over there, you can find out about it, get on the email list over there. You'll see it all there, it's all right there. DanaGlennSmith.com. If you can't remember all that, go to Warren-USA.com and go up in the nav bar and scroll down in the links, you'll find it. Dana Glenn Smith, the WIBR. So until next week, take care of yourselves and your family. Look to the Lord. These are perilous times that you're living in. You've got to be careful where you go, what you do. Now, if you live in the big city, this is especially true. And many of you know it. But Zola Levitt, many, many years ago, this, many years ago, he said he, he was safer over in Israel walking around the streets of Israel than he was in Dallas where he lived. So make no mistake. And he wasn't the only one. I knew a guy from Dallas in the church that came up here because of that reason. Haven't seen him for many, many years. We were all young kids then. But at any rate, until next time, be blessed, be safe, be found in the Lord. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.